The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. Here with me is Jessica and Virginia. Hello, everyone. Hi, good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy at our new time, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel. You can stream it on SEMSynergy.com or pick it up on iTunes. Next week, Jessica and I are attending, we're being forced to attend, the Wapau Search and Social Conference in Hawaii. Believe me, you've got little sympathy. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't get much sympathy for that. Um, the, the real, real, you know, redeeming part is that it's, you know, we're forcing us to sit on a plane each way. Oh, isn't that terrible? Yeah. And what's hard. the business attire? Yeah, it's uh, it it is formal business attire: uh, shorts, t-shirts, and sandals. <laughs> yeah, it's a dress-up affair. I think the most we get dressed up is um, well, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so that, I was looking at the agenda, and there's some really fun things about taking advantage of a location like that, like a luau for one of your. After hours. Yeah, they force us to do the Liu. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm personally looking forward, I think, as is Jessica, to the raft trip, the little pot, inner tubing, inner tubing through the rainforest. I think okay. that'll be fun. I know. Um, um, I just think that'll be great. Um, but they're all networking events. That's right. That's why we're going. Search <laughs> and social. Um so while in Hawaii, uh, I get to present a keynote at the conference, uh, and that ought to be fun. It'll be talking about the impact of social on search more than anything else, um, which obviously over time, between now and next Wednesday, it's going to change. <laughs> I mean, this is one week from today, and I don't think anybody has decided uh, I think the most significant thing that we're seeing is like every day Facebook changes something. Man, was the class upset today. Oh, really? Yeah, no, but I don't know of anybody that really likes the last round of changes. But I have said this about Facebook before, and they keep getting bigger. Exactly. I don't think that – I think it's just the normal growing pains. Nobody likes when things change. But I think eventually when you get used to it, things will settle down. I – Anyway, we all understand why they're doing it, trying to stay, you know, relevant and add new features in light of Google and um, and trying to just make their site stickier. Now, instead of going from page to page, you can kind of all do it from the news feed and 
that makes a lot of sense to me. But one of the things that I would, um, that relates to this topic of the impact of social on search, there was a session at SMX East when I was there about the Google Plus button, right? And how social is really a ranking factor. The more of your friends or connections that are plus one in content, there's a good chance that that's going to be displayed in your SERP, you know? So um, bringing this social influence right into your SERP is a, a major change as far as, like, um, the likelihood of getting a click through. Well, if if a lot of your friends' names appear under the entry, but in order for you to see it, you still have to be logged in. Right. Sure, but who's not logged into Google all the time? I'm not logged in all the time. Well, I am a lot of the time, and I think a lot of users don't log out as a general That's practice. That's true. I got that. I yeah. understand. I log in, I'm in it, I do a search, I'm still in it. Where I'm... Uh, having a problem is due to the nature of our business. I don't want to see biased results based upon that Bruce guy. Sure. You know, so if my search history biases the results and I'm working on a client, that doesn't help That's me at all. a special case, though. But isn't personalization, like, going to be continuing to grow in the it search? Sure will. Yeah. Yeah. So it is going to be biased, right? Right. Yeah. Well, the real problem we have, and I know that social is really the topic here, but um, I think that what we're going to see is social is going to bias at least, I think right now it's biasing at around 20% of the search results. I think that where you are, what you search for, behavioral search and social is in there probably 20% of the time. And that's going to cause uh, perhaps even some of the localized results to resequence. I think if my friends like this restaurant, it'll appear higher than somebody else who has a different group of friends like a different restaurant. Yeah. And that means that from an SEO point of view, our targeting has got to be as good as it can be generally. And then we have to work separately on search and social. We can't work on just search social because they're not going to tie together as tightly as we'd like. There's clearly bias. But I don't think they're going to be the same. Yeah. So we have to have a separate social project and a separate search project, and we have to win at both. Do we think that Google Plus is going to continue to exist? Well, I just did a Google Plus post where I said Google Plus is actually getting better, but the only way they're getting better is that Facebook is actually getting worse. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of change in Google Plus. Maybe they're... They're just waiting for that Facebook thing to stop messing around. But I think Google Plus will definitely continue because at the very least the plus one button is something that everyone's real comfortable with as right. the like. You know, and if there's just I guess maybe if you just pick one, you're not gonna like duplicate your efforts like, oh I plus one it and I like it. But it's a very simple mechanism for giving a vote and and that is really all they need. If you've entered any information at all in a Google profile, then they can start putting together the pieces of a person like you, this demographic, this location, likes this content, and then, I mean, it just draws a really 
great picture for them. Mm -hmm. So they don't need you to be posting stuff like you do on Facebook necessarily without getting a whole lot of data. Yeah, but they're still going to be going through the point where every single search result comes out personalized. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And there was a really interesting post, or sorry, a session that I attended at SMX East again. I can't wait to hear what you guys learn at your conference, but Mm -hmm. I know I just keep talking about this, but um, the the state of personalized search, I think it was something like that, and it was with Bing's Stephen Weiss and Mm -hmm. uh, this guy from Google, Jack, his last name, but it was just um, some interesting things about how um, personalization is really infiltrating everything, so check that out too. Yeah, you ought to go to our blog, pick up the SMX track, because we have all these 19, I think it was, um, sessions that we have live blogged from the sessions at the conference. So we ought to make sure everybody does that. And speaking of live blogging, we will be live blogging probably about nine sessions from the Search and Social. So it'll be some good stuff. So she's going to be working really hard. <laughs> I told her. I was like, well, t- don't blog too much. you got to <laughs> save yourself some energy for, you know... I'm sure for luau, yeah, exactly. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if like fruity drinks are part of the sessions. So, well, oh, I think they have a bar right there next to the stage, so Perfect. it's okay. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break, so uh, wait right there because when we come back, there is um, a very interesting interview coming up with Marty Weintraub on his new book, Killer Facebook Ads. More SEM synergy on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. 
webmasterradio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Marty Weintraub. Um, and we are at SMX East in New York City. Thanks for coming on the show, Marty. Oh, it's totally my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, cool. So, at Do the, I look thrilled to be on your show? You always look thrilled. But I look thrilled <laughs> to be on your this show. It's actually not the first time you've been on the show. I know, but it's the first time I've ever gotten to sit across from you holding a microphone and look at you while we talked about it. Well, it's way more fun this way, I think. Way more fun. Okay. Um, so... While we're at the conference, you're here speaking, uh, moderating, doing your thing. Um, one of, and also um, sh- giving out copies, advanced copies of your new book, uh, Killer Facebook Ads: Mastering Cutting Edge Facebook Advertising Techniques. And um, you gave this to me yesterday. And from what I've been able to look at it so far, this is basically the definitive guide to advertising on Facebook. Thanks. So I've been told it's a Wiley Cybex book. The acquisitions editor is the same person responsible for Avinash's books and Tim Ash's landing page conversion book and Matt Bailey's book. It's a really fabulous resource. The Cybex people really helped us make a fantastic book. So uh, yeah, I think for this little moment in time, it is the definitive resource on demographic research, ad writing, KPI setting, execution and optimization of Facebook ads. Um, so when, it, when you look at, at the front of the book, it kind of tells you what you can find in it. And um, one of the most exciting things I think that marketers will find very handy is that it gets into detail about different segments that you can target, including like a whole... Uh, the appendix C is like you go you drill down to like you know gamers that like um, second life or you know and the age ranges that you should be targeting and the things that they like and it, it makes it very easy to find these segments on Facebook there's a great backstory to the appendix in this book which is essentially a great big bucket 30 pages of preset targeting segments. There's an accompanying website for this, and you could go to Killer FB Ads, because we don't want to say the Facebook word in a URL, because we don't want any legal, well, never mind. So if you go to there, you can, and you have the book and the secret uh, lucky astrology decoder password that is in the book, then you can cut and paste the, um, well, you can copy the actual text for the segments. And if you go into Facebook's power editor, which is their recent um, uh, uh, build out for Facebook ads, construction you could literally paste these in so they're they're copy and paste segments and they range from like every fortune 500 company to all the marketers in the world the people who do bodybuilding like there's 30 pages of segments there and the backstory is is that was the book i wanted to write first when we first started talking to cybex i said oh yeah let's just do 300 pages of targeting segments because at aim clear we have thousands and tens of thousands of preset targeting segments because we've been working in the space since 2007 and that is priceless stuff I mean yeah, we maintain a library of it seriously. and we go back to it over and over and over again 
And so uh, the editors said, oh, well, you know, Marty, you might be able to provide some additional insight other than just um, targeting segments. <laughs> but still, uh, now that the book has been out for a while and it approaches bestseller status in some categories on Amazon, that is what people contact us about. Like they go, oh, well, have you put the segments on the website yet? Are there any more segments available? So I... I thought uh, my goal was to make it so the 30, just the ability to walk into a book and know how to target every company in the Fortune 500 by various job descriptions is massive. Like, that's what I go back to in this book. Uh, also, uh, just as long as I'm saying that, uh, Facebook analytics and Facebook uh, metrics are always evolving and pretty complicated. And uh, so even our staff, like, with, even with the level of client work we do, we go back to this book to go, oh, yeah, that's what that metric is about. Oh, yeah, that's the difference between that one. So I know that it is a definitive resource because we're one of the definitive firms that do that type of work in the world, and we go back to it for our own training on a daily basis practically. I believe it. It's really interesting stuff. Um, let's see. You've also got some cool um, information in here about um, productivity hacks for the Facebook ad workflow. What can you tell us about, I don't know, some, something that will, some, some hacks that maybe advertisers on Facebook don't know about? Sure. So now we hear about these hacks all the time from other people and speakers and companies, but we were the first ones to discuss many of them, especially one of our team members, Mary Mulrood. Uh My favorite one that nobody ever talked about until she talked about it in public was the whole alpha pattern thing that you do with um, demographic research. So if you go into Facebook uh, ads and you go to the precise interest area in the dem you go facebook.com slash advertising, create a new ad, go down to precise interests. Um, if, if it defaults to broad uh, targeting, then change it to precise targeting and then go start typing and just put in the letter A. And, you know, you'll get the short tail of Facebook A words, just like if you search for A in Google. And then you go, but say you type a word, Android, right? It'll show you the short tail stuff for Android, maybe Android apps or whatever. But then you go Android space A, and it, you get an entirely different selection of words. Android space B, Android space C. And you could go through, like, call it the mid-tail, for lack of a better word. But then once you have that, then you can go Android AB, Android AC, Android AD, like the swapping consonants and vowels, and you unearth the depth of inventory and precise interest in Facebook ads. So that's like a, a, a must-do productivity hack. It works for colleges. It works for programs in colleges. It works for cities. It works for many of the attributes in the ad targeting tool. And it's as simple as going the word space A. And of course, uh, the Mary would argue with me because she doesn't like the copy and paste function. But if it's me and I'm looking for New York everything, I'll go uh, New York copy it. New York. So then I go to the window and I go paste space A, paste space B. Mm -hmm. And that it also works with Facebook ads new hashtag, which it sort of rolls up segments. Facebook has a new function in their demographic targeting that some people think is about trends like in Twitter, but it's not. If you go hashtag new space York, new, hashtag New York, or hashtag one word New York in Facebook ads, you're rolling up every possible other thing they have in inventory that would be New York anything. 
anything associated with New York. So uh, the alpha, I think the alpha pattern thing in Facebook is just like the most important productivity hack that, and like literally in the book, there's charts where it, where it just shows the different alpha hacks. Mm. So I love that. Okay, thanks. I hadn't heard about that, but I'm not as, you know, buried in the Facebook space as a lot of people, but um, really cool. Oh, so, uh, in, inly, is that the opposite of having an outly? Any Audi? Never mind. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you spoke on a session uh, this week about um, Facebook ads meet search ads. So I think that kind of harkens to one of your um, sections in the book on KPIs for Facebook. And you mentioned that, you know, um, Facebook's more of a branding channel than a direct response channel, but that obviously you can get a lot of support from the conversions down the line with Facebook. All data points to Facebook being a fabulous channel to get people to the top of the funnel. And it's not that you can't do direct response in Facebook. You can. Like, you could definitely find... If it's prom time and you're marketing to 16, 17, and 18-year-old boys who are in high school and you mark to the girls and show a picture of a hot dude and say, flowers hot like him, 30% off for prom if you go to XYZ school, right? Or if you live in this town. Yeah, you could get people in the funnel and you could sell them things. It's most likely that that something will that the conversion cost will be higher in Facebook it's a display channel so even though the target is very cool like it's it's most likely going to cost a bit more on the CPA side than paid search uh, but fantastic things happen in multi-channel campaigns uh, data not just from us but I saw I've seen great Marin data I've seen great efficient frontier data I've seen lots and lots of data that says that if you market aggressively and you take a softer touch in Facebook then it just radically improves paid search uh, CTR which lowers your quality score which lowers your cost uh, conversion on the landing page so uh, Facebook is awesome for um, a patient approach to advertising and a multi-channel approach to advertising. It's not likely to be your quick hit, but it sure can. And remember that there's other KPIs too, like a friending KPI in Facebook. Facebook is going to wipe the floor with paid search. Anything that's inside of Facebook, an application download, an event sign up, liking a page, anything like that. And also... It, it, savvy marketers these days are taking what used to be an offline conversion page and dropping that form or dropping that e-commerce tool or whatever into a Facebook page and doing A-B split testing on uh, how conversion works for the same mechanism in and out of Facebook. And guess what? It works out way better staying inside Facebook quite a bit of the time. Mm. So. Facebook works in a wide range of classic public relations and advertising KPIs from crisis management, internal relations, community relations, investor relations, events, direct, res direct response, uh, branding. Dude, nothing like serving 150 million impressions into the country of Australia to make a product name known to a new market. Facebook is massive. It's really massive. Um, so Facebook's always changing um, some recent stuff, even this week with the like um, uh, 
what's it, subscribe button. Any changes affect the way that marketers um, should look at Facebook? Like every day. It Actually, it seemed like the most important changes all happened right when I was trying to deliver the book. So we had to keep rewriting. The, the book remains uh, current as of this conversation. Um, I, uh, let's put on our prognostication. Our prognostic hats. How do you say that? Our pro- is prognostication actually uh, prognosticator? Pro- prognosticatist. <laughs> I'm a prognosticatist. Okay, I'm a, I'm a sado prognosticatist. So I'll do that and I'll go out on a limb. I think what's going to happen with Facebook is uh, first, Facebook over time will will take advantage of being really the only company in the world that has lateral stemming semantic data. Like, Facebook knows that if you are someone that clicks on a Buddhist ad, or a a Buddhist, uh, an ad targeted to people who like Buddhism, that you probably read Siddhartha, or like um, Pad Thai, or are interested in uh, traveling to uh, the mountainous regions of Japan. They they know this lateral data, like these these stemmed interests, these social synonyms. So I, I think what's going to happen is in time, I think Facebook will have a function for locating things more uh, r- radically entwined with that stemming data. And I think that will be made available to advertisers for lots and lots and lots of money. Um, Facebook used to have a report like that. It's in the book. Uh, 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 one of the profile reports has been removed from Facebook. And they've been selling that data to companies like Nielsen. So I think extremely high-end advertisers are going to be able to get data where when somebody clicks on a banner ad in any channel, there's going to be a service available to ping Facebook and pull out that, um, that data about what that user, probably anonymized for privacy reasons, is into. And you're going to see content configuring on pages. That's not going to affect you and me as marketers today. But I think that wealth of laterally stemmed data is going to be the most valuable marketing inventory in the world. And it's why Facebook will probably IPO at $100 billion, And it will probably be worth it. Like, yeah. Um, I think that... I think marketers need to stay in tune with evolving ad units inside of Facebook, like the, the, the format, the concept of what it is. Like, for instance, sponsored stories. Sponsored stories, that's really organic, you know. Facebook is so viral. If you look at all the things that happen in Facebook where your friend sees that you're into that or doing that or downloading that or participating in that, Facebook is so completely viral that they basically chopped off the top of it and said, if you want the rest of that organic activity, you have to pay for it. And that's what sponsored stories are. The rest of the nude feed, nude, (laughs) the nude feed, the rest of the news feed, organic prominence. You heard it. I was the Virginia news and I said the nude feed. Okay, (laughs) never mind. Uh, So I, so I think uh, being aware of the various ways that data is available and how you can use that, I think uh, being aware of the evolution of ad units and how it affects you as a marketer. Like if you don't buy sponsored stories now, you're not getting the whole organic pop anymore. And, uh, and probably the effect of search. I know that Facebook search is still largely people and fan pages, and it still kind of sucks, but it doesn't suck as bad as it used to. And with the type of data Facebook has, if they ever decide that they're going to build a serious search utility inside of Facebook, whoa, 
That'd be so serious. Really serious. As is this book. You should seriously get it. Available on Amazon? Yep. It's available on Amazon. Just uh, just uh, search for killer Facebook ads. Or I think now we're pro- probably in Google SERPs for Facebook ads book. Or tell you what, everybody search for Facebook ads book. Book about Facebook ads. And then go as far as you can and click on the ad, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then tweet about it. Tweet those words. Thank you, Marty. Oh, and, thank uh, you. Follow Marty on Twitter at AimClear. Follow and Virginia on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Virginia Nessie. Okay. All right. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa. You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language. Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. SEO is like a roulette wheel, hoping that you put in the right meta tags and keywords on your page so that your site lands on the top spot. Don't just take the gamble. Go with the sure thing. The premier business-to-business on-air and on-demand podcast network, webmasterradio.fm. We can place the right keywords and messages from a 30-second spot to a 30-minute monthly special. Plus, we give you the banner ads, links, and placement to bring you more traffic from not just search marketing pros listening to our SEO channel, but from all of our listeners and podcasters searching for you. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for consultation today. WebmasterRadio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Jessica here with Aaron and Virginia. At SMX East last week, one of the themes that stood out was the convergence of social, local, and mobile marketing. In fact, there is an entire track dedicated to what the conference referred to as So Low Mo. Say that three times fast. Mm-hmm. On the final day of the show, you can read about the So Low Mo landscape in our live blog coverage on the blog. It's an interesting topic and one we thought we'd take a minute to look at here. Well, what I think is interesting is that it seems like you don't even need a website um, anymore. Like if you're a small business and you really want to get into this whole social, local, mobile thing, there are so many things that you can do without a website that can put you in front of your community. And it's really just all about like 
delivering the most important specialized information to your community at precisely the right time. Mm-hmm. It's funny because just a couple of weeks ago on the show, we were talking about how important it is to have a website in addition to those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree that you can have you can have a, an online presence without necessarily having a website and still have it be effective um, as long as you can get in the face of your consumers or, or soon-to-be consumers, you know, effectively. Yeah, I agree. I think there's – you can't um, – like rule out having a website altogether just because even when I go to like Google Places and I'm looking at a location I want to see that go to this website link yeah but apart from that yeah uh, it's it's kind of critical that you're in all uh, in some other important places where people are looking for you and a lot of the times that has nothing to do with your website right like location check-in services are a really great illustration of mobile, social, and local all woven in together, like Foursquare. You have the community, you have the local place, and then you have the deals that go along with it. So um, you can deliver your deals to the people while they're actually right in front of your storefront. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a lot of people use those things, so it's not like it's not not worth it to to not be a part of of those location check-in things and offer deals to people that frequent your your business a lot? I wonder if I, it's not about like not knowing that it's worth it, but it's about knowing like, well then which ones do I pick and where should I put my resources if I am just kind of a one person shop or, you know, have a small, small team that's helping me run this business. And obviously that's definitely always going to be a challenge. What's the best use of your time and resources so that you don't put your presence up in so many places that you end up neglecting some and like, right. you know, letting it fall apart. But I think there's, I mean, I think there's a, a convergence of enough where you can pick like two or three. And, and I mean, let's be honest, running something on one of, on one of those is much, much easier than running a website where, you know, a website, like you might throw it up and it might be all static and you might kind of ignore it, but it might, it'll, have problems, you know, they might have problem with the host, especially a small business that doesn't know really what they're doing. I think it's a lot easier to make a page on Facebook and just let it go. Um, or, you know, you're probably going to be on Facebook all the time anyway, so you can keep it updated and stuff. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like part of the time that you're already spending uh, in your non-work life because that's where that meets, right? That social and business stuff meets when it's part of like your personal life too. And if you're already spending time doing that, then it's not really a huge time investment, and the benefit is pretty good, I think. Right, and you can always just choose a handful and try it out and then track it and see which ones are performing the best for you. Right. Uh, There was a great article that Jessica wrote on this. It's kind of like power marketing without a website for local businesses. And I thought it was here somewhere, but it's... uh, it's on volume 91, I believe. It was our March newsletter. So okay. It's a few months old, but um, I go over all of the different ways that um, local businesses can participate in online marketing if they don't have a website, and I do a little case study of one of my favorite sushi places here. <laughs> <laughs> I actually never gave them that article I meant to because I wanted to help them out. They should. Yeah, should. Their, owner, mean, their owner is super nice. I yeah. know. He... <laughs> Yeah, he's funny. He comes to our table. Make sure we're having a good lunch. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, some of them are kind of set it and forget it. Things like, um, you know, 
set up a QR code and have like a window decal or have something like we're a we're a well reviewed place on Yelp or whatever right. it is. Those window decals actually are pretty useful. Like if I was on if I had like a five star rating on Yelp and Google Plus, I would like or Google local Google places. Mm-hmm. I can't it's too many Google products now. <laughs> can't think. I would I would put that like front and center when people walk in. I you know, because if people are just looking for a place to eat, if you can, even if they, I mean, most people check on their phone now, but for the few that don't even want to take the time to pull out their phone, they just look in the window and see that you have good ratings. I mean, that, I think that would be a, a huge selling point. Totally. And then while they're sitting at their table, you can have some collateral there that has a QR code to your Yelp page. And if people had a good experience, they just go straight to that and do a Yelp review right there. Yeah. So it's just making people as interactive with your brand as possible online. Mm-hmm. And I think people might be more apt to do that than they would be to, you know, fill out a comment card, which is what most restaurants still do. Yeah, do they still do that? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, all of them. Or sometimes they have, like, on the receipt, they'll say, go take this survey when you get home. Right. Nobody wants to do that. when they, A, no one's going to remember to do that when they get home. <laughs> and B, no one wants to go into some weird site to take a survey. So I think I think having something where... You can send them to somewhere that they're already comfortable with, like Yelp, uh, and just write a review right there. I think that would be a much, much better idea. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, it's kind of a cool time because I know that, I mean, small business owners are really passionate about their business, and this is a great way to get people really interactive and, you know, back to the comment card. Like, yeah, you get that feedback. Wouldn't you love to share that positive feedback with other people in the community? Yeah. yeah. It's and like... Go oh, again. <laughs> I was gonna say it's just um it's it's a cool time because it's all about like personalizing your brand again and even the national brands can really get that more mom and pop feel with their communities by doing things like this online. Yeah, I think I think a lot of business owners and staff don't ask enough either, mm-hmm. which is part of the reason I think it's more important to put it in everybody's face because um, because people who ask to get reviews get reviews and they. It's just like a, that gentle reminder uh, for people to do it. Um, but people that don't and, and kind of neglect it, they, they don't get anything. And so I think that's, that's also an important part of, of why you should have more stuff up in your restaurant and more things online, even if you don't have a website. Because uh, it's just that one little subtle reminder that will help you get a better rating. We are out of time this week. Thanks again to our guests for taking their time out at SMX East to share some great insights. We hope you'll check out Bruce Clay Inc. as well as SEM Synergy. We're on Facebook and on Twitter. You can get updates from us. Go to scmsynergy.com for more on today's guests and topics. And be sure to come to the Webmaster Radio chat room sometime if you're ever free at noon Pacific. That's 3 Eastern on a Thursday afternoon. Um, I think it makes listening a lot more fun. So have a great week, and thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.